If you were not here last week, uh, you may have missed that we have started a new series uh, looking at our vision as a church. Uh, that is, where do we want to go uh, as a church? Uh, it's only a short six-week series, so I think still by week six I'll be calling it a new series. Uh, but I just want to sort of, uh, in case you did miss last week, uh, tell us again uh, why we are going through this. I was pleased to hear uh, that Martin quoted me uh, last week. I was pretty shocked to hear that he didn't rechange the three things to make them all start with the same letter. Uh, I expected to be berated for, for not doing that myself. Uh, but those three things uh, that we want to do uh, with this series uh, is to listen, to reflect, and to become. Uh, to listen to what God is saying to us as a church through his word, and for what he has said to us uh, that has led us up to the point where we currently are. An opportunity to reflect on where we are at in terms of those things God is speaking to us about. What do we need to celebrate? What do we need to repent of? Where do we need to grow? There'll be a couple of opportunities during this sermon uh, for us to spend uh, 30 seconds or so just individually reflecting. Uh, you may not be that excited about that, but it is an opportunity for you to not have to listen to me for at least a minute of the sermon, which may be more exciting. Uh, the other thing is to become, uh, and to become who we already are. Uh, God has made us these things, but we trust that he'll make us more of those things. We are a city on a hill. Uh, we pray that God will make us shine even brighter. Now, the two things we're going to be considering uh, from our vision today are telling people about Jesus and embodying Jesus' love. Uh, they are different things, uh, but they are somewhat related. Uh, to do that, we're going to read a passage from 1 Corinthians, uh, and then we'll read our couple of vision statements, uh, and we'll go from there. If you don't have a Bible, please uh, just head to the back. There are some on the bookcase. You'd be very welcome to borrow it and to keep it if you'd like. Uh, it will be 1 Corinthians 9, 19 to 23. If you are in one of the church Bibles, that's page 957. It's 1 Corinthians 9, 19-23. It's also on the screen if you don't have a Bible. For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became as a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law, I became as one under the law, though not being myself under the law, that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law, not being outside the law of God, but under the law of Christ, that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that by all means I might save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, that I might sh may share with them in its blessings. Amen. Uh, and now, I uh, just want to read uh, the two vision statements that we are considering this morning. Uh, they'll also come up on the screen, but might be slightly uh, harder to read. Um, I, I reckon at least like 15% of people will be able to read that. Uh, but I'll, I'll read them for us. Uh, we see a church that tells people about Jesus. We will embrace God's heart to reach this lost and broken world. We will be unashamed of the gospel. We will find ways to share the good news of Jesus' death and resurrection. We will encourage our friends and family to respond to Jesus' offer of new life in him. We will enable others as they take this good news to all nations around the earth. The second one, we see a church that embodies Jesus' love. 
We will love the local communities of Colts and Beardside and the surrounding area and will seek their goods. We will be a place of hope, restoration, and life. As we scatter, we will be known as a people who extend love, hospitality, and care. We will find ways to serve the poor and those most in need in Aberdeen and Aberdeenshire and around the world. Uh, those are our two statements, to tell people about Jesus and to embody Jesus' love. Uh, they are different things, that's why they're different on the vision statement. But I want us to consider, firstly, that they are two things that without one, you can't really do the other. Uh, if we seek to tell people about Jesus but do not love them, uh, we will just be a clanging gong. We will have no effects, the words will not go in. If we seek to love people and yet do not tell them about Jesus, can we really claim that we are loving them? The thing they need most, the person they need most, the news they need to hear most, and we're withholding it from them. And so we're going to uh, consider them together, and uh, we'll be mostly considering the telling people about Jesus one this morning. Uh, but I hope we can see the link as we go all the way through. Uh, let's uh, take that opportunity to listen. Uh, to see what God is saying to us in this passage. Uh, so look with me at verse 19. Uh, Paul starts like this, For though I am free from all, I have made myself a servant to all, that I might win more of them. The first thing Paul wants to get up front before he talks about what he is doing is he wants to recognize who he is, and to recognize who he is by what Jesus has done for him in making him free. Uh, if you were to go out and play a football match, First of all, you need to know what kit you're wearing. You need to know what team you're on. As Paul seeks uh, his mission of reaching out with the good news of Jesus, he needs to know that first of all, he is free from all. That Jesus has made him free. And that his identity is there. His identity does not come after he is successful enough in winning enough people, uh, of reaching out with the good news of Jesus to enough folks. His identity comes first and foremost in that Jesus has made him free. And knowing that he is free uh, then allows him to go out on his mission of telling people about Jesus, of winning them, as he puts it. So Paul realizes, knows what team he is on, and it helps him as he looks out on those he is trying to win. It's particularly helpful when we consider it who it is that the, who it is that Paul is trying to win. Uh, first of all, those who Paul is trying to win are quite scary to him. At least some of them are. That first group of people he tries to win in verse twenty is the Jews. And of course, not so long ago, Paul was one of them, and not just any Jew, but a particularly zealous one. One whose ambition in life was to go out and kill Christians. Uh, that was his big hope. If he had met future Paul, he probably would have tried to kill him. And yet even to those, those who would seek to harm him, those who might hate him, those who may try to kill him, Paul says he will become a servant to them. Uh, the Greek word for servant is the same word for slave, so they're fairly interchangeable. Paul free from all, is willing to give up all of that to become a servant or a slave to them. Not just to those who might be nice to him, but those that might hate him. In order to reach others with the good news of Jesus, he was willing to give himself up. Uh, look at some of the other categories of people that Paul 
uh, would become like, those under the law or those outside the law. Uh, People's relationship uh, with the law in Christ was something Paul wrote so passionately about. He spends a lot of precious ink writing about our relationship with the law. And yet he is willing to give himself all up to those he passionately disagrees with. Those he spends so many chapters of the Bible writing about and writing to. And he gives it all up to win them. What a love he must have for all people that he would give up what he fights for to reach them with the good news of Jesus. As we look out at the people we are trying to reach, the communities around about us, Colts, Bealdside, and wherever you live, as we think of reaching out with the good news of Jesus to the whole world, we're going to be met with a whole host of different reactions. Probably most common as we try and reach people with Jesus is probably just apathy. Folks who uh, hear us pour out our hearts of love for them and simply don't care. That it won't really make a difference to them in five minutes' time, whatever we've said. Or perhaps as we seek to share the good news of Jesus, we'll feel isolated. Our friends will want to leave us because we keep talking about him. Perhaps there will be opposition that is quite fierce and hard uh, for bullying, for insults. Perhaps if we, um, if we go out across the whole world to share the good news of Jesus, we'll even face the fear of death. As we seek to share the good news of Jesus, there'll be opposition of so many different kinds. And what will sustain us is not our own ambition, but the fact that if we recognize, as Paul does, that Jesus has really made us free, that Jesus has put us on his team, which means he is on our team with us, which means that as we go into a world that really doesn't want to hear that much about Jesus, we have him there beside us, carrying us all the way through. And so I want us to take a first opportunity to reflect. To reflect on this. Are you free? Has Jesus made you free? What challenges you most about those you're trying to reach with the good news of Jesus? And what comfort is it to you that Jesus put you on his team? We'll take 30 seconds and encourage you to reflect on those things. We have that ambition, uh, just as Paul did, to reach out with the good news of Jesus, uh, to win some with the gospel. Uh, And Paul doesn't just uh, give us a vision for that, he also tells us how to do it. He gives us the missionary strategy, if you will. Uh, His missionary strategy is to become like those that he is trying to reach, that he would put away all stumbling blocks he possibly can, uh, so that people are open and receptive uh, to the good news of Jesus. Uh, One example uh, of that is 
uh, that he became uh, as those under the law. Uh, you, you know the story of Paul and Timothy. Uh, though Paul spends a lot of uh, time in his writings saying that circumcision is not necessary, he says not to be a stumbling block to Timothy to get circumcised. Uh, you'll be delighted in my maturity level that I decided not to include any circumcision jokes at this point. None of them quite made the cut. <laughs> but Paul is willing to give up and to call others to give up really important things to go and reach people with the good news of Jesus. Things Paul is deeply passionate about, spends his life writing and talking about. And he says that he will give them up. Now Paul, a smart guy, obviously, in writing so much of the New Testament for us, but Paul didn't come up with this whole idea by himself. Paul took this directly from Jesus, who had the exact same missionary strategy. Uh, So I want us to read and listen and consider Philippians 2, 5 to 11. Uh, Please turn there, but it will also come up on the screen. Uh, This is where Paul got the idea of giving himself up, of surrendering, of becoming like those he is trying to reach. Uh, Philippians 2, 5 to 11. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus who though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. To win people, Jesus Christ, who is God, did not count equality with God as something to be grasped. He made himself nothing, being born in the likeness of men being born in poverty in a stable, dying a criminal's death to reach us. Jesus perished to save those who were perishing. A quote we often hear at Christmas time, God became man that man may become sons of God. Paul saw in Jesus a God who gave himself up for his people. Paul followed Jesus' example and gave himself up for those he is trying to reach. And so we too have the same call to give ourselves up for those we want to tell about Jesus. And that good news we want to tell them. In the vision statement, the death and resurrection of Jesus, it calls it. That good news is right here for us in Philippians. That we have a God who loves us so much that his own son would die for us. That's the news we want to share with the whole world. That is the news that we trust in will have such an impact. The news that Jesus Christ is risen, that he is Lord over death. That he can make us new in him. That's the great news. And that news, as Paul writes elsewhere, is the power of God for salvation. That as we share that news, God will do something with it. It's a guarantee. That if a thousand people hear that news, maybe a few will come to know him. That if we share that word with 10,000 people, maybe hundreds will come to know. 
that we can trust that as that word goes forth, God will use it, that we will see salvation. And it's urgent news, right? It's matter of life and death. I don't know exactly what judgment day is going to be like, but I'd be so sad um, to see people ask, why did they reject the gospel? And for them to say, well, I've never heard it. As I consider people that I love dearly in my life, as I think about where they're going, for them to say, well, I've never heard of another way. To think of uh, family members who don't know Jesus, and I'm not that confident that they could say they would know how to. How sad is it that there are thousands round, round about where we live who have no idea what the gospel is, who have no idea that they are loved beyond measure, who have no idea that they can have life in Jesus' name. Even uh, it's an increasing amount of folks who have really heard nothing of Jesus who have never uh, grown up in Sunday school, heard many Christian assemblies, had a grandparent that went to church perhaps. But there are so many who haven't given Jesus a second thought and they haven't even heard somebody try to tell them about him. And so I want us to take a second opportunity to reflect. As we think on reaching out with the good news of Jesus, how are we doing on that? How are we doing corporately as a church? How are we doing individually? Uh, let's reflect what we're doing well, where we need to repent, and where we can grow. Again, we'll take 30 seconds or so. Let's consider together then, how can we become who we are? Uh, Jesus tells us we are the light of the world. Uh, how can we be a light that shines brighter? We are a city on a hill. How can that hill become taller, if you will? How can we become who we are? Well, first, I want us uh, to consider, as Paul did, who are those around about us? Uh, one way we can uh, look at that is to say, well, what groups of people are there? As in, what community groups, what sports teams, what schools, uh, what classes, uh, what different things around about us. And as we look on a particular sports team or group of people, can we say, yeah, there's somebody shining bright for Jesus there? And if not, could we hear a challenge to say, well, I'll become one of those people. I'll become a knitter uh, or a footballer or a singer because we want to see, in all these groups of people, people living for Jesus. 
Now, as we uh, might consider a call to go out into these groups and share the good news of Jesus, I imagine immediately we, we feel a pushback within ourselves of, I mean, it sounds like a nice idea, but there simply isn't time. Uh, we're too busy with everything going on. Uh, and I, I want to accept uh, that as a 25-year-old unmarried person without that much going on, uh, I have a decent bit of free time, uh, and probably more than most people in the room. Uh, but while I remain an unmarried 25-year-old without much going on, I want to use that to help us, or see, help us to, uh, to hear a call to challenge this idol that we can have of busyness. It can be really very easy to fill our lives with so many things, to become busier than we ever have before. Pretty much uh, any conversation I have inside um, or outside church so often is about busyness. Uh, we are also busy. It's really easy to be busy. But I think there is a call as we look at this passage to make the sacrifices required to be less busy, to find ways to tell more people about Jesus. And so I'd urge you to consider, who are you? How has God made you? And how can you use that to go out and tell people about Jesus? Uh, the reality is, living in a country where there are so few Christians, is that you probably don't need to become something drastically different to go and find a group to join to tell people about Jesus. Because you can look at pretty much any group and say, yeah, there's not enough Christians there. And so how has God made you? What passions has he given you? If he's given you a passion for knitting, go and find a knitting group and tell them about Jesus. If he's given you a passion for football, join a football team and tell them about Jesus. If he's given you a passion for reviewing movies, join a movie reviewing group and tell them about Jesus. Who's God made you to be? And he didn't make you by accident like that. He made you like that. And he wants to use that. And he wants to encourage you and send you out into the world to use that to tell people about Jesus. There, is not, uh, there are not just these uh, groups that we may join, but Paul also identifies uh, types of people or people that are going through certain things. Uh, verse 22, he says, To the weak I became weak, that I might win the weak. I think at the moment, uh, with cost of living uh, and all these other things, uh, people feel their weakness potentially more than ever. Uh, people uh, of all kinds realize that they are weak that things that may have been able to rely on are not quite so strong anymore. And the reality is that it's not that there are more people outside these doors that are weak than are inside these doors. One of the uh, blessings of being a Christian uh, is that we are able to recognize and share in our weakness together. We know we are weak people in great needs. And we know that there are millions of people out there who are weak as well. And what they don't need uh, from Christians is Christians who live a pie-in-the-sky life where everything is okay, uh, who put on a brave face as they go about. They just need real Christians who are weak too, but place their weakness in Jesus. Because that is where everyone else needs to place their weakness too. Because whatever this world uh, may give them, give them, it is not something they can rely on. But we can point them to Jesus. Another C.S. Lewis uh, quote is that Christians are just beggars telling other beggars where to find bread. We don't go out into the world as people stronger uh, than the world, trying to pull them up. We go out as weak people trying to point people towards Jesus. 
And why do we do all this, finally? Why do we have a vision statement that wants to reach out with the good news of Jesus? Why do we have a vision statement that wants to embody Jesus' love as we do that? Well, Paul answers that in verse 23. I do it all for the sake of the gospel that I may share with them in its blessings. Uh, Now, that is not um, some sort of uh, performance-based sharing in the blessings. It is not that um, Paul wants to go out and tell people about Jesus so that he um, he will then be worthy of receiving the blessings. It is so that he can share the blessings. It is so that he can uh, share the blessings of the gospel, that is knowing Jesus Christ with as many people as possible. And wouldn't we love that so much too? Because wouldn't it be so nice if that child or grandchild that we have prayed for since they were born that has walked away from Jesus would just come back and would know Jesus too? Wouldn't it be so nice uh, if that spouse that is not a Christian that you've been praying for would come to know Jesus and we'd know Jesus together. Wouldn't it be so nice if we could look around Aberdeen and see Christians everywhere, people who have come to know Jesus with us? Wouldn't it be so nice if in 10 or 15 years we could look at Hillview Community Church planting two or three churches, uh, people who don't currently know Jesus, who have come to love him and worship him and want to share him? Wouldn't it be so nice if those people at work that we have been praying for that we want to tell about Jesus would hear of him and come to know him? Wouldn't it be so nice if we saw God do amazing things across this city and this county and this nation as people hear of Jesus and come to worship him with us? Wouldn't it be so nice if we saw God refresh us to point us towards Jesus again? Wouldn't it be so nice if we saw miracles, countless people coming to know Jesus, if across the whole city of Aberdeen we saw churches filled and churches planted? Wouldn't it be so nice if all those churches on Union Street uh, that have closed and become casinos would go back to being churches? Wouldn't it be so nice to share in the blessings of the gospel with more and more people? God has called us as Christians, as members of Hillview Community Church, to go out into the world in love and share the good news of Jesus. God is the one uh, whose gospel is the power uh, for salvation. God is the one who will save so many people. And so let us go together as Paul did, as Jesus did, giving up of ourselves to reach others with the good news of Jesus. And let us see what he does. Let us share in knowing Jesus with those who come to know him. Let's pray together. Lord, we want to see amazing things happen. We want to see revival among us. We want to see people come to know you and love you. Lord, we want to uh, be inspired to share you more and more. We want to love you so deeply uh, that our lips can do nothing else than to speak of you. We want to love our people around about us uh, so deeply that our first desire for them is for them to come and know you. 
Lord, we want to see miracles happen. We want to see mountains move. We want to see a mighty work of you. Lord, we want to see churches planted. We want to see souls saved. We want to see missionaries sent. We want to see your gospel go forth, and we want to share in the blessings of it. Lord, thank you for making us free people. Help us to give that up to reach others with the good news of Jesus. Mm -hmm.